0: Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast, a Lower Gentry Studios production. I'm your host, Chuck Onoctane. This episode is sponsored by the film We Speak. A moving relationship drama, We Speak follows a young couple on New Year's Eve as they make an important decision that will affect the rest of their lives. We Speak is available to rent or stream on Amazon. It's free for Prime members. If you like independent cinema with a strong and unique story, I highly recommend this film. The acting is also phenomenal. Using local talent from here in the Treasure Valley full disclosure, I was a producer, so of course I have a high opinion of the movie. I will admit though, I don't always endorse things that I'm a part of or that I myself have created. I own some really terrible short films on YouTube, but I'm not talking about those right now. So trust me, check out We Speak. Anyway, welcome back everyone. Today I want to talk about the defund the police movement, but before I do, let me give you a quick update on what's all going on in the treasure valley. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Today, Saturday, June 13th, is free fishing day in Idaho. You do not need a license to fish on this day. So, those of you that get your rush from illegal operations without a license, you'll need to find another activity. May I suggest giving haircuts without a license? The U.S. Postal Service has removed mailboxes in downtown Boise due to civil unrest. Whew! That was close. I was really worried about those mailboxes. Those of you that were frequently using those mailboxes to send letters or whatever, I guess you'll have to finally get the internet. Boise Mayor Lauren McLean has proposed to freeze property tax increases in light of the pandemic. The city council may still vote in favor of increasing the taxes by up to 3%. Remember, your tax dollars are essential for all government operations that have been shut down for the past two months. Governor Brad Little announced we have now entered stage four of the coronavirus recovery. Nightclubs will be opening and gatherings of up to 50 people will be allowed. I haven't seen all of my 49 closest friends together at the same time since this whole outbreak. Thank you, Governor. But Governor Little stated that we all still need to exercise caution. Actually, he was kind of nagging us to do so. Here's what he said. I want to stress something very important. We almost did not make it to stage four this week. Despite our incredible progress, there are some in Idaho who are not practicing measures to keep themselves and others safe. It turns out Little nagged us all a little too late because this week the Central Health District is investigating 10 downtown Boise bar hoppers, of which six tested positive for COVID. They did their hopping on the nights of June 5th and 6th. The places they visited were Amsterdam Lounge, Cactus Bar, Hump and Hannah's, Sally Birch, Strangelove, Tom Graney's. Hump and Hannah's is one of my favorite places to go. Fortunately, I didn't visit last weekend because Hannah was out of town. It's been fun for me to watch Governor Little's response during this entire crisis. I'm the kind of person that enjoys watching others flounder, especially when they want a position with responsibility and don't know how to handle it when the shit hits the fan. Governor Little, you took the initiative to close down the state Your state police went out of their way to visit businesses that opened up early. Don't pretend that moving on to stage four is a result of the COVID threat abating. Just admit that you don't know how to manage the state. Acknowledge you can't keep people in their homes and then find another way to influence people to practice safe measures until we get a vaccine. Nagging people and saying things like, we almost didn't make it to stage four is the precursor to skirting responsibility for a position that you ran for and people voted for you to take. I'm sure you would have been a fine governor, just like your predecessor, if Idaho's economic growth continued. But any doofus can steer a ship through calm waters with no traffic in honor of our governor's inability to show strong leadership during this time of crisis we have collected the top 10 littleisms he's a little confused he's a little bit lost he's a little bit a governor he is the boss number 10 a bushel of potatoes weighs 50 pounds number 9 i'm a rancher number 8 It's my turn to be governor? Okay, I guess. Number seven. The coronavirus is dangerous and tricky. Just like a zipper. Number six. We'll have our expert explain that one. Number five. Honestly, I have no idea. Number four. Uh, uh, um, uh… Number three. Can you print out my speech with the pictures? Number two. I go by Brad, even though it says Bradley on my birth certificate. Number one. Is it 2022 yet? Some of those were actual quotes. Some were slightly inferred. I shouldn't pick on Governor a little too much. He seems like a really nice guy. And he perfectly embodies the new political standard in this country— maintaining the appearance of doing things. Kudos to you, Bradley. Speaking of inept government, there have been public cries to defund the police in many areas of our country. I haven't heard or seen much support here in the Treasure Valley for such a drastic change, but I would like to talk about the idea and help you pick a side. Go pick a side. Go pick a side. The definition of monopoly. Monopoly is exclusive control of a commodity or service in a particular market or a control that makes possible the manipulation of prices. Why did I just give you the definition of a monopoly? I'll explain that momentarily. First, let's talk about our local police. I did some research this week that applies to all you Boise residents out there. How much do you personally spend, or rather, how much money do you think is spent on your behalf For police presence in Boise. Well, Boise PD accounts for over a quarter of the city's spending. Their budget for fiscal year 2019 was $66 million. The total BPD staff, including officers, is under 400 with a personnel budget of $50 million. That equates to spending $125,000 per staff member. There are about 250,000 residents in Boise, which means we're spending $260 per person per year for Boise City Police. Wait just a moment though. Boise Police aren't the only police with a presence in Boise. On top of the Boise Police Department, there is also the Ada County Sheriff's Department. The Ada County Sheriff's Office budget for 2019 was over $76 million. They have 740 employees. In all of Ada County, there are fewer than 500,000 residents, which means $150 per person per year is being spent in Ada County for the Sheriff's Department. Maybe you've already done the math, but let me state it for you explicitly. For each person in the city of Boise, including non taxpaying children, police are spending over $400 per year on your behalf. But Boise does have a low crime rate. Boise's annual crime rate is just under 23 crimes per 1,000 people. About three of those are violent crimes. So this must mean that the police are doing an amazing job with their funding. It is very possible that the Boise Police Department is doing a great job with the money that they are receiving and that they are directly responsible for keeping our crime rate low and our citizens safe. After all, the more police you have and the more money you spend on policing, the lower the crime rate, right? I mean, it's logical that more patrol cars and more police means less crime. There is no need to investigate further. That is the end of my podcast. Thank you very much. Just kidding. That would be lame. Always question everything. Nine times out of 10, your logical conclusion is incorrect, and nine out of 10 statistics are made up on the spot. I'll get to some statistics that are legitimate in a moment, but let's compare Boise to Minneapolis, a city whose police department is under fire for their overspending, mismanagement, and occasional murder. Minneapolis' population is about 425,000. Obviously, Minneapolis has a much larger metropolitan area than Boise's, but within the boundaries where Minneapolis police police, there are about 425,000 residents, less than double the population of Boise. Also of note, Boise, Idaho is about 83 square miles. And Minneapolis, about 48 square miles. So, smaller area, more people. Boise's police department has a $66 million budget. What would you guess the Minneapolis PD spends in a year? Double would make sense, right? Well, it's actually more like triple, The MPD budget for fiscal year 2019 was $185 million, and they have 1,100 officers. Just the city police spending was over $430 per resident. According to our earlier logic, that must mean their crime rate is much lower than Boise's, right? I mean, they're spending more per resident, and more police spending means less crime. The Minneapolis crime rate is about 50 crimes per 1,000 people. Eight of those are violent crimes. So their police department spends one and a half times more per capita than Boise and has double the crime rate and nearly triple the violent crime rate. What the hell is going on? The Washington Post recently printed an article that compared police spending and crime rate. The article was titled, Over the past 60 years, more spending on police hasn't necessarily meant less crime by Philip Bump. Excellent title, Phil. I'm glad your department is being patrolled by the clickbait police. Phil looks at the data of crime and police spending on a national level. In 2006, we spent $386 per person as a nation on state and local police. The national crime rate was about 38 per thousand. In 2010, spending increased to $412 per person and crime decreased to about 33 per thousand. But, When spending decreased again in 2012 to $389 per person, the rate decreased again to 32 crimes per thousand residents. The article goes on to calculate the correlation between spending increase and crime decrease, and spoiler alert, the correlation is zero. For those unfamiliar with correlations, a correlation is a statistic that calculates how related two measurements are. For example, the number of calories you eat and your weight have a high positive correlation. The more you eat the more you weigh. A correlation of zero means that there is no connection between two things. For example, there is no correlation between foot size and intelligence. The size of your feet does not predict how smart you are. Good old Phil found that there is not a connection between enforcement spending and crime rate nationally. I wish the Washington Post would have let me help them figure out what direction to take their article. Philip Bump didn't know where to look the best predictor of crime rate is income inequality and poverty level in a community. Studies comparing the poverty levels and income inequality to crime rates have all shown correlations. Now, I want to clarify, these correlations are usually moderate, a value between 0.2 and 0.4 on a scale of 0 to 1. There are, therefore, many other factors that contribute to crime rate, but poverty and wealth inequality appear to be a decent-sized chunk of that. Let's look again at Boise and Minneapolis. And just to clarify, the definition of poverty in the US is making less than $26,200 per year for a family of four. The percentage of the population in Boise that lives at or below poverty level is 13.5%, and our average household income is $49,700. In Minneapolis, the percentage living in poverty is 19.9%, and their average household income is $50,700. Chicago is actually similar to Minneapolis, about 20% of the population living in poverty, and the crime rate is 43 crimes per 1,000 residents. New Orleans, very similar numbers. A Midwestern city comparable to Boise, Des Moines, Iowa, has a similar population, a poverty rate of 14.6%, and a crime rate of 34 per 1,000 residents. So you can see the connection isn't perfect, but poverty is a much better predictor of crime rate than police spending. Even Boise's new chief of police, Ryan Lee, acknowledged the connection in a recent interview saying, we have to recognize that the driving factors of crime in the United States are poverty and addiction. Now, scrapping the police completely is an extreme measure, but with all the research out there, we don't have a control city. In other words, a city we can study that doesn't even have a police force. If Minneapolis were to go completely without a police force, we might be able to find out what the minimal amount of policing necessary would be, or maybe the city of Minneapolis will be smart with that money and figure out more clever ways to prevent crime and catch criminals in action. If you remember, I gave the definition of monopoly when we started. Where does that fit into all of this? You don't get to choose police forces or how your tax dollars are used to protect yourself and your property. I mean, sure you can vote, But what if you supported the other mayoral candidate or other sheriff? Unfortunately, our democracy doesn't allow you to exercise the right to withhold tax dollars. I want to put $400 per Boise resident per year into perspective. If there were no Boise Police Department or Ada County Sheriff's Office, the average household could use the money saved to purchase an eight-camera home security system, a 38 special pocket revolver, for those unaware, a 38 special round has adequate stopping power, a concealed carry course allowing you to conceal said pistol in Idaho and 39 other states, a body camera for when you're out and about, and several hours of a private investigator's time to help you hunt down the guy who pickpocketed your pistol. That would be in just one year. After five or six years of this fun realotment, you could build yourself a pretty sweet and secure fortress. Or if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you could use that money towards living costs and possibly decrease stress and decrease the likelihood of needing to rob your rich-ass neighbor's stronghold. Anyway, something to think about. Let's end with a joke from a hat. Take a joke from a hat when you read it, I'll bet that you make someone laugh. It's a joke from a hat. Why did the chimney sweep have such an enormous hat? It was also his house. All right. Thank you all for tuning in this week. If you enjoy the podcast, the biggest favor you could do for us is to tell a friend. Visit treasurevalleypodcast.com and you can send me a message to share your thoughts or share ideas for our next topic. Stay healthy.